Good morning. This is Hacker Mike coming to you from the heart of New Jersey on my morning walk. And I want to share with you some thoughts for the day. <clears throat> well, listening to the um, MoFax with Adam Curry show, I see that they're finally um, coming around to the idea of communism as the uh, violent overthrow of America. As covered in the first episode of my um, podcast. I'm still listening to all different types of podcasts. I include the uh, New Books Network of basically, mostly leftist Marxist material because I find that valid criticism of our society is still valid. It doesn't matter if it's the communists or the Russians or the North Koreans who are criticizing us. If it's a valid criticism, it's a valid criticism. They say, don't shoot the messenger, and don't judge, you know, don't attack the, don't attack the messenger. So we have to uh, be rational about everything. And um, not get too emotional about it. But always ask yourself, what can you do about it? And how does it actually affect you? Well, don't get too emotional about it. And ask yourself, how does it actually affect you? And most of the times, it doesn't. Especially if you're walking in the woods. There, it doesn't matter what ism is going on outside of the woods because you're more concerned of concerned with if a bear is going to eat you or not. <clears throat> or if you're going to run out of water or food. So, survivalism, existentialism. That's what we're dealing with here, people. And on that topic, saving money in the web is important. And, um... I'm the type of guy who will spend five years to save one dollar, you know? So, let's talk about some of those ideas real quick. Um, my current cost-saving mechanism. Now, you can host websites for free on GitHub. But, considering, considering that... Um, might not want to host your website for free on GitHub um, with a static GitHub page, especially if you're running a profit-for-profit business, because any page that's public on GitHub can be forked, even without license, and you grant everybody the right to fork, just like the... um, 
one Ethereum. There's this one, there's all types of crazy stuff that goes on on GitHub where people are like, oh, well, I posted on GitHub, but you can't fork it and you can't use it. Well, people do because you gave up that right. So if you want to retain the rights to your work, let's say that you're an evil capitalist and uh, are driven by profit motive. And I say that kiddingly because I really feel that certain things should be not shared. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. People should share on a voluntary basis. So what you share and why you share it should be a conscious decision and people should engage in collaboration um, on a voluntary and win-win basis. And not all things need to be shared or should be shared. So, we need to differentiate. And um, I don't think it's evil to uh, make a profit and to accumulate wealth, especially in America, where you need to. So forget about whether or not you want to. If you live in America, you basically, you have to. Because the alternative is very dire. You don't have that same social net that you had in Germany, where you're guaranteed your apartment and your beer, and you could basically sit around and do nothing, and you would just have to do um, gymnastics at the uh, filling out forms and dealing with bureaucrats, whose also job is just busy work. And the only reason that they're there for you to fill out forms is so that they have something to do as well. So by eliminating all of that bureaucracy, in um, eliminating those jobs, those people actually have to go out and find something to do that actually adds value to society, which isn't that easy. And because it's hard, you get paid for it. So how about that for a concept? Like, sitting around, doing nothing, doesn't really help anybody. So get your ass moving and do something that might help someone. You know, go shopping for some elderly uh, people. How about that for a concept? You know? Okay, so... Um, so if you want to set up your website for going shopping for elderly people... Um, and you want to basically put a contact form, like a business card up on the web. Obviously, there's a million free ways to do that. But let's say that you actually want to just host some HTML files. You can put them into an S3 bucket. And you can turn on public web hosting. 
But that is not a good idea. Because every time someone looks at the page, you're going to get dinged from AWS for that page. And it might not even be fast. So, for now, luckily, there's a service called Cloudflare, which will <clears throat> front your S3 bucket and serve the content of that bucket um, for free and cache the results and accelerate it and send it to its content distribution network so that your website and its images will be served mainly from the CDN and only when their cache expires will it then fetch it from S3 so that in general if your website is hot and being viewed often, it will definitely be served much, much faster. And for the best, for the most part, you're going to save money on your S3 build. So I serve one web page like that, and my bill is generally under $1 a month. So there might be other alternatives to that, but I think you should consider it. Now, running a WordPress site. I think, is a waste for most people, because WordPress generates pages dynamically, which means you need an SQL server, MySQL, you need a Apache server running PHP, to run some queries to generate some HTML. But what if you don't want to run some queries to generate some HTML? What if the HTML doesn't change? So what I propose is that you export the HTML to S3 using your WordPress and then once your pages are edited and exported you can shut it down. You could even run it locally in a Docker container or I think it would be possible to run it in a Lambda function or some kind of serverless function so that it only runs when you need to. Okay, so those are some more cost-saving ideas. Don't run administration functions ever on the public web that's just security like why should you put an admin page on the internet when only you're supposed to be using it so don't do that take the admin pages off the public internet don't even make them available problem solved so Let's, uh, let me get off this, uh, this train track here because it's getting loud. Woo! Listen to that horn! Shout out to my No Agenda peeps. But hey, uh, No Agenda dudes, if you just want entertainment, this is not necessarily the podcast for you to be lightly entertained and I'm not doing media deconstruction either so sorry <sighs> okay lots of background noise so let's continue with our discussion so um, now I'm thinking about the Microsoft Azure and 
you pay for storage of your Azure functions, and you pay to update them. So I'm thinking of the smallest Azure function, which is basically going to be a couple of lines that all it does is it downloads the function's body from another storage that might be cheaper. Because why should I pay Azure to store things in such an expensive manner if I'm only going to run it once in a while and I don't care if it, the startup speed is a little slow, why can't I call a function, have it load the data, load everything, prepare everything, and then either um, create a continuation of some kind so we could call a second function that takes the data that's already loaded it passes all that data to it from one function to the next so let's say you start with one URL as a parameter and the second time you're called the function will call itself when it's running out of time and say respawn and it will pass like the entire payload the entire continuation to a new function to continue so that we're not transferring from outside the network, we're just transferring inside the Azure network. And I think that type of continuation could be fast. And then, hey, why can't the thing just sit there and accept requests from a side channel? And um, you can control it that way. So I'm thinking that um, the serverless functions, we can um, extend their life Okay, you might have to pay for more time executed where it's not actually doing something. Um, but definitely, I think uh, there's ways that we can save money for infrequent executions. And that would also save money on storage because you would only have one function to run and it could run any other function and the storage space would be very small and that could be shared by many, many different people. That storage, I'm assuming that you could share storage. If not, hey, you got to load one function into your Azure. So um, maybe you can even turn off the insights. So we're going to do another experiment in Azure and um, slimming it down. Guys, I got a bill for $2 for last month for Azure, and I was pretty pissed off that I had to pay $2. Because I think free is good. Maybe I'll write Microsoft a letter and ask them to refund those two dollars because I'm just playing around. We'll see what they say. Um, I think the S3 is going to be cheaper for Lambda functions. But, um, yeah, I still have to continue with that whole mess. Um, that whole mess of Amazon, uh, Amazon Azure, and how it's such a large footprint. It's really going to take some hacking skills. And, you know, there's such bad support for Microsoft Azure in general in the open source community. Because as much as Microsoft tries and pretend that you, they're they're your friend. They're really not your friend. So. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So. 
Hmm. Okay. But what company is your friend? Let's put it that way. Um, so guys, let's continue with some, with some, uh, more cost-saving ideas. I mean, really, we're going to choose where we're going to run things. And, um, you know, these spot instances are super cheap. And, uh, what does it cost to run a spot instance that runs one function or runs for a couple of seconds and then terminates itself. I mean, that might not be the, um, it might not be the uh, most responsive thing, but if you got your timing just right, you know, and you had your continuation type stuff going, you could just, um, orchestrate it so that either it's running when you need it, um, and you have some way of triggering it based on need, some kind of queuing system, batching system. It's like, oh, well, the queue depth is now three. Well, hey, let's spin up our thing. So we're going to look into some other ways to save money. But, um, okay, so back to the question of my friend. He said, Mike, what's Bitnami? And isn't your idea of swipe deploy like Bitnami? So I had to look at Bitnami. And it appears that Bitnami, I haven't looked too deep into it, that Bitnami has different applications packaged and they'll create VMs for you in different clouds. And provision, you know, like one or many applications, all nicely packaged. But hey, what if you don't want to run a VM? Right? How's that going to help you? And um, swipe to deploy is going to deploy a tiny Lambda function into your cloud. And you're going to host it. So Bitnami is hosting it on their side, it seems, and then letting you deploy your stuff from their servers. But what if you don't want them deploying stuff to your servers? What if you want to control that? What if Bitnami goes away? So I think, now we talk about open and sharing, I think that everything that you deploy into your servers, you should control, right? And everything that um, you need to control your servers, you should also control so that the open source parts of the system of swipe deploy will be everything that runs on your infrastructure and a basic API for deploying to it. And I'm not saying that it's going to be the great GUI because I want the GUI and I want the, um, the web app and uh, the mobile app to be proprietary, at least for the beginning, because I think First of all, I don't want people forking it and um, creating a mess and confusing customers. And also, I want to control the customers and be able to sell the web app to some big corporation for money. So that's the part that will be sold, but the parts that run on your server, and you can create any GUI you want, 
to wrap around that and people can create new simpler GUIs and that's fine um, and they can create competitions to me but I don't want my marketplace um, being disrupted so to say I want to create a marketplace for workers of people who want to do some freelancing I want to create a payment system and a profit sharing system and all that fun stuff for incentivizing work and um, not letting people sit around doing nothing but actually doing stuff to, to add value like we said and sharing what they want to share so if you want to share a recipe you're going to be welcome to publish it if you don't want to share the recipe you don't have to publish it if the customer wants you to create a private recipe you can create a private recipe but then you have to pay for the hosting right if you create a public recipe you can put it on github and github host it so it ain't that simple now nowadays you can also create private recipes private um, repositories in github and um, you could create shared access tokens for them and then give those to your customers and then they could access your repository and um, you could use the swipe to deploy to manage that so but in the end basically I want an Ansible like system so that it's going to basically create Ansible for you something like Ansible basically Ansible um, and that's going to run on your infrastructure and um, the stuff will be packaged up like Ansible and deployed <clears throat> so that's kind of where we're going with um, swipe to deploy and why it's not like Bitnami so but I think whatever recipes or solutions that any of these systems provide I don't care what the name of them are is it chef is it Ansible is it salt is it this that or the other thing if it's open it can be reused and repackaged we can take it and we can somehow squeeze it into our system and that will be up to the integrators and the DevOps teams to help uh, choose that path So, um, that's uh, where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. So those are basically the things I wanted to share today. And I will, um, this short little episode and uh, look forward to your feedback I'm getting some feedback from people um, you can find me on Twitter on telegram on signal and Facebook um, I don't actually use Facebook but I have an account there uh, I got lots of accounts everywhere but uh, yeah I mean 
my one listener. I think you'll know where to find me. So, uh, hey, have a great day. Bye-bye.